0: Reached your, reached your destination. Welcome Let's to, harmonic, Welcome headspace. to harmonic, headspace. harmonic Headspace. Music for your psyche.
1: Let's do that!
0: Here we go! Harmonic Headspace, baby! Welcome to the icing that is the cake to <laughs> your weekend. Wait, hell,
2: Sounds hell yeah. like somebody's having a good weekend. The icing to the cake that is your weekend harmonic Dang. headspace. That's, Sunday nights, every Sunday.
0: That's right. Both Thank Sundays. you, Astro. This is Prosty. I got Astro. Hey. And I got Clem. What's up? Clem is back for another show, and tonight we are giving Clem the keys.
2: The reins, the keys to the kingdom tonight.
0: Yes, he uh, he researched this show. We came up with the idea. He researched it. He helped us put it all together. We all decided uh, what songs to listen to. We discussed everything. And because Clem is most likely going to be the next, uh, I don't want to call it a DJ, but show host... For Wave Radio Boston, we think that this would be a great uh, gift and kickoff for Clem. So welcome.
3: It was very kind of you. It's good to be back, Proce and Astro, to Harmonic Headspace. Um, Tonight's show is, I mean, I'm really jazzed about it, guys. Um, The idea is twin guitars, bands that have twin guitars Mm -hmm. flanking either end of a lead singer that does not play the guitar.
0: Or or may play the guitar, but is not part of what we're
2: talking about. Well, it could strum a little bit, like here or there. Like Eddie Vedder playing a little bit every three or four songs, but not a third guitarist who happens to sing. That's right.
0: Eddie Vedder actually writes a lot of the music on his guitar and then just gives
3: it to the band. Right. There's one exception, which uh, during the show I will point out when it happens, where the guitar player and the singer may be the same person, but there are two
2: wonderful guitar players which offsets it, I believe. I thought you were going to say that, that person was schizophrenic, so it's they sort of were singing in one body and playing guitar in the other. That, that may be the case. It was the 70s. That's, that's true. All right, so uh,
0: let's rewind back. Last week, we had a good show, and it was about what?
2: Uh, I forget. When was last week? <laughs> <laughs>
0: This was uh, the week before this week. Oh, oh. Unplugged, right. It right. was the
2: Unplugged show. How can all three of us have forgotten the Unplugged he, show? No, right. I, I didn't. We were all Unplugged I always as well. ask, yes.
0: I always ask, what and, did we do last
2: week? Well, you always Sometimes ask me. And, I forget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, 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 I can tell by the way you're asking. Like, you're looking at me <laughs> like, you know, yeah, right? That, and I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, he wasn't trolling for an answer. He was actually asking. <laughs> he he truly was truly And I knew at <laughs> the time, I'm like, I don't have this. I know Clem's got it. And you're like, what?
3: Right, I was <laughs> like, are you talking to me?
4: Where
0: nice all right uh but uh i do know what we're doing tonight and i'm psyched about it uh and we are bringing it all to you live from the wave radio boston studio if you're listening live you can also get us on wrbrocks.com you can find us on uh facebook wave radio boston Um, you can call us on the the abrews uh listener line 617-829-9283 you can text us at 617-764-9283. Uh, and we love when you guys text us and call us because the more voices, the better the show.
2: We'll read out some texts later in the show, we promise.
0: Oh, we do? Oh, really? I, did you plant Is that a text? hard
3: promise or is that sort of like a... Did, did you plant them? It's a, It's a semi. Okay. Nice. Semi-rigid promise, of course.
0: Let the party begin.
2: (laughs) I think you're a little late to the start of the party. (laughs) All right. That was some 60s uh, seminal bands uh, with two guitar twin attacks. We started off with the Yardbirds doing Stroll On, followed up by the Stones uh, with a 70s song uh, Star Star and Justin Airplane with Volunteers. Yeah,
3: definitely. good, Good way to start the show there without question. You know, Stroll On. Uh, most people believe that the Yardbirds may have been the pioneer of the twin guitar attack. Of course, most people remember them as the band that had Eric Clapton and Jeff Beck at the same time. But Stroll On is an example of Beck and Jimmy
2: Page. Another kind of famous guy who was in the Yardbirds playing guitar. Yeah. that's right. I mean, I think you may have heard of him once He played twice. bass in the, in the Yardbirds, right? And then he changed to lead guitar he or whatnot. Did. after did. Dr- after
3: he left, he ended up playing. And the thing that most people don't know is that there's not a lot of songs from the Beck and Paige um, duo. Um, there's I, only about two and a half songs. I mean, they were only together for what, a matter of months. Months. That, that lineup. And then Jimmy spun off for the New Yardbirds. That's right. And scroll on. Another thing that is, that's important is that that was in a movie called Blow Up. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's yep. the movie where Jeff Beck smashes a guitar in that scene. And that's one of the first um, English... Um, only um, movies by Antonioni who uh, did blow up, and it's definitely an interesting movie that they remade with John Travolta later on.
0: Imagine being in a band where Jimmy Page has to play bass. I know. Can you imagine <laughs> because that? I got a, I got two other guitar players and we're good.
2: Well, then the three of them were never actually in this, the band at the same time. Right? No. Page was joined after Clapton was already gone. That's
3: right. And um, like I said, there's only two and a half songs that, that they actually played Beck and Page together. That that is one of them, and I think that's the best one, which is a takeoff of
2: "Train Kept a Rollin." Yeah, that's fun. I like that tune.
0: So uh, quick on Jeff Beck, right? I mean, we know who he is. Guitar players know who he is, but he doesn't have commercial, successful, you know, stardom like Jimmy Page, Clapton. You know what I mean? What what did he do? I know he he went on and played with Rod Stewart a lot, but what did he do after Yardbirds? That was awesome.
2: Well, I think you're going to be able to give a better answer, Clem. But I know I want to share that one thing. I I just recently got a uh, album of Jeff Beck's. Uh, it's live with the Jan Hammer group. I don't know if uh, I'm John Hammer or whatever. Yeah. He's a he's an organ player. Yeah. yeah. It was fucking awesome. I was yeah. listening to it. And like it's obviously mostly there's some singers uh in the band, but it's mostly instrumental and it's like this real funky, jazzy, yeah, yeah. real tasteful playing. And it's like it, I think it's from the seventies, so yeah. it's not yeah. that far after. Um, but I'm sure you have much better answer. Well, no,
3: there's uh, there's so much stuff. I mean, there's uh blow by blow, which is a really really important album um, that has uh, one of my favorite tracks, uh, uh, "Head for a Backstage Pass." And you know, he did a lot. Of, he did a lot of really really important stuff. He was innovative in the way that he tuned his guitar and played it. Um, obviously, you know, you talk about the Yon hammer thing, which, uh, when I think of that I think of, uh, Miami Vice. Ni- no, I think, uh, Neil, Sh- <laughs> I think of Neil Sean and Yon hammer and they did Sean and hammer. That's oh, really? right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Is, you know, I just f- read about that for the first that's time a couple awesome. months ago was pretty, I was studying up on journey, pretty funny stuff. If you listen to that. And of course the, uh, fun stuff, not funny oh, as okay. in ha ha, but yeah. fun as in like, not oh, that's Funny either. Yeah. That's worth a listen. That's <laughs> sort of funny. Um, yeah. The other thing that I would also mention with uh, Beck is that he just did something with Aussie Osborne. If you've heard it yet, just came out about about two weeks ago. That's yeah, a Ozzy, weird he combination. On a new,
2: no, he put out a new album. Aussie did, and he has all these different uh, legendary guitarists doing like a track or two. Like Tony Omi does a couple tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Wilde does a few tracks of them, obviously. A old, bunch more too. Old friends. Yeah, yeah and Beck yeah. is actually
3: playing on one of them, and uh, it's you know I, I think it's pretty good. There are other. Aussie Black Sabbath people who may be listening who don't like it, but uh, you know it's a good change of pace. I enjoyed it. I but, like to hear But that You album. didn't
0: mention any commercially successful things, Jeff. No, like there's nothing important.
3: Com- nothing, nothing commercial. I think yeah. that was one of the things that we appreciate about him is that he was somewhat avant garde as it came to guitar. But yeah. I mean,
2: he was successful enough. He had a, enough of a, a, an avid fan base yes. where he never went poor and had to stop recording or touring. Like he, he was popular, but to the point you're going at Procy, I think is you know there was not that pop sensibility in his songwriting whether it was purposefully avoided or he just didn't have it you know a lot of great musicians can play and they can be innovative in terms of what they're doing structurally but they don't necessarily have the ability to put together a pop hit 100%. i've always thought yep. that was something with beck that is exactly what i w- yep. what i would say with him he yeah. had
3: cachet as a guitar player who was innovative at the same time
2: kind of like robert fripp
3: Yes, uh, King Crimson, uh, Robert Fripp, Adrian Ballou. Most of those guys would fall into that category. So uh, Beck did have a hit in the
0: 80s. I don't remember why or what the name of it was because I remember the way I learned about Jeff Beck was not that he was in the Yardbirds, not that he played with Rod Stewart, but he had some kind of hit. And it might have even been you know rod stewart singing i don't remember we should look it up like well, well the and album that caused me to say who is this fucking guy and i went back and i learned i'm like oh he's important and then for the rest of my life jeff beck was important
3: right and the album that has superstition on it uh superstitious on it, uh truth with rod stewart is also a very very good album right and he does a
2: good version of curse mayfield uh um uh, uh, old Curtis Mayfield song as well Well I think those are the two albums you hear Like like Truth and Blow by Blow Are the two ones of his that I think You know if you know anything about Jeff Beck yeah, you know those Jam are, all that stuff Yeah known albums of his Yeah absolutely Let's talk about Starfucker Let's talk about Starfucker
3: uh, that's Not off by of, the Smashing Pumpkins No no <laughs> that's off of Goat's Head Soup um, Excellent song and the guitar player Of choice for that album Was uh, Mick Taylor to play
2: along The legendary Keith Richards as part of the dual or twin guitar attack, yeah. And what I like about you know having the Stones, and they're not the only band in here that we have, where you have your two guitarists, and one of them is really the primary songwriter or co-songwriter in the band, but that person's not the lead guitarist. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a few other artists that we're, we're going to be playing tonight that's similar, where you have one of the primary songwriters is the rhythm guitar player. And
0: I would say that is probably more prevalent, it,
2: yeah, in bands.
0: Having the rhythm guy writing the songs, not yeah. the lead guy.
3: And you also see that in a lot of cases, that rhythm guitarist or that second guitarist is also the band leader as well. Right, right.
0: Yeah, I would say, like, taking it a little further on the harmonic side, um, like, my experience with playing with individuals, um, I find that rhythm guitarists are usually more um, cerebral and able to write, and lead guitarists are usually like, they know the scale. They they know the scales. They know what key it's in and stuff like that. And when you write the song, they'll play this awesome solo that no one can hit. They're technically like faster and better. But when it comes down to sitting down and structur- structurally building yeah. something, it's it just seems like a,
3: it's a different craft. Song yeah, songwriting really is a different is. craft. Yeah, we just
0: th- tried out a lead uh, a lead guitarist. So we're we're trying out a lead guitarist. I'm uh, not a lead a second guitarist. And this guy came in and he like he's got YouTube videos and he's like freaking unbelievable I'm like guys we got to bring this guy in and just like give him a tryout and he and this is not the first time this happened uh comes in and I mean he knew all the solos and stuff and was incredibly fast and in between songs he would just rip stuff we we're like oh my god that's awesome and then we would try to teach him how to play the song and he's like he couldn't get it it's it's nuts uh well <laughs> sorry uh, all right, so uh, and the last song I'll take that as <laughs> no, and the last song on that block,
3: <laughs> not that uh, Prostie is is tangentating. We're we're enjoying that without question, but the last song
2: there is Volunteers by the Airplane. Airplane, I love that's probably my favorite performance um, in the Woodstock movie. Yeah, uh, so it's like like wee hours of the morning whenever they were playing, and then, uh, they just get up there and just rip into Volunteers. It's one of the better, I think. Most energetic performances from the Woodstock movie.
3: Yeah, definitely, um, and that's definitely one where Cantner and Balin got together to write the song. Balin, of course, not playing the guitar. Mm-hmm. That's Cantner uh, and Yorma for those listening. Uh, Yorma of Hot Tuna fame. Um, and, and apparently, as as the legend goes, Balin got the idea for the song. He was woken up by a truck in the middle of the night, uh, the morning, and it said "Volunteers of America" on the side of really? it. Really? Yeah, that a, <laughs> that's, that's pretty how the cool. Goes. That's great. Nice. All right. You guys want to go south? Let's go. southern harmony that's some that's some twin guitar right there
2: that's some that's some love right there Any yeah thoughts on that astro oh that's probably my favorite twin guitar band i have to say in terms of uh like who they are where they were and what they meant to me in my life growing up uh that song man sting me it's the first song on southern harmony it's the uh, it, that was a, a rebirth of that band they got sold 3 million records on their debut they got kind of churned into the whole commercial thing they
0: didn't need a rebirth they were on top of the world
2: I know But they fell apart. I don't know if either of you read Steve Gorman's book, their drummer, they completely fell apart because of being pushed around all over, over the globe with MTV and all that shit for, for almost three years straight. The band fell apart. Their guitar, their lead guitarist left. Uh, They're fighting. The, the drummer shaved his head in, in a, a fit of insanity in a hotel room one night. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> right. Real rock and roll stuff right there. Exactly. Then they come back in 92 – with Southern Harmony Musical Companion, you can tell like the first thing you're at least I remember hearing is I saw the video for Remedy on MTV, and I was like, "Holy shit! This is a different Black Rose. This is they're going down my path of, you know, getting into the Grateful Dead and like doing more with your music than just performing what's on your album in order every night." And uh, I couldn't wait for the album to come out. I'm like this is hopefully a good sign. Then the album comes out and Sting me's the first song on there, and you just yeah. hear that first, uh, you know, the first little guitar, you know and it's like yep. holy shit like it, they just took it to the next level
0: when we do sophomore albums there's no doubt that southern harmony is going to be on that show Ten oh,
3: four, yeah and the brothers robinson definitely worth uh, discussing that dynamic and the gold that is mined from the brothers fighting and finding gold
2: oh well we're gonna we're going to have to have a brothers show Oh, a similar ah, show. Yeah, I don't you know. And there's enough. I mean, just the off drawer the, is right. open. Off that's the top right. of my head, you're talking the Kinks, right? Family brother shows uh, uh, or brothers and sisters. We could probably sure. squeeze the White Stripes in there if we really had to. If right. we were getting dangerously close, but Let's uh, just call you it could, you family do,
3: members. You could also do wives and husbands with uh, you know you could do um, oh Johnny
2: and June Carter.
3: Right. You could uh, do all that sort of stuff. You could do
2: uh, what's uh yeah Jesus. the band that's got thirty people in it there from Canada. <laughs> I was thinking, I almost said of Montreal because I was thinking Canada, yeah. but it's... Uh, not I wanted to say the Atars, but it's not, it's... Uh, I, oh, my God. They're a huge well, we're band. Blanking, like, so we're, we're old people. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So, we, we, heard, we heard the Crows. Prior to that, we had the Almond Brothers from Eat a Peach. Absolutely. Stand back. Uh, great tune. Uh, just one of those, you know, unheralded. It's not like on the greatest hits, but like the song comes on, and you're like, wow, it's such an awesome song. But you know, that's one of the few songs that is solely... Credited to Dwayne Allman by the way. I did not know that.
3: Yes,
0: that's I love that song and I would have to say uh, It might be just my opinion, but I don't think I think it's a fact that the Allman brothers are the number one best All-time band with two guitarists.
3: Wow, that's a big Uh, that's a big statement. I
0: always had two guitarists that have been uh, completely amazing but and there's only four guitarists. So for their whole history, they've only had four guitarists. Do
3: you know mm-hmm. who they are? Warren Haynes, Dickie Betts, Dwayne Allman, and uh, They had a guy. Named, oh no, they got that they, new they guy. They had way more. They, no, had, that, they yeah. had
2: they had just Jack Pearson. No, no, they, they had, had a ton guy, of guys. Bramlett.
3: Bramlett. What? Uh, Doyle Bramlett is the other one. Uh
2: the guy that was the, You're forgetting a huge do, one. The trucks band there.
0: Derek Trucks. Yeah
2: Derek Trucks yeah. So I'm saying like they had like They had like a dozen guitars So you're, you're missing the whole I'm looking right now
0: I'm looking Maybe Wikipedia is not up to date But I got Dwayne Allman Dickie Betts uh, oh, I'm sorry There were five Dan Toller.
2: Yeah see I didn't even know yeah. who that is I know Jack Pearson though He was yeah. in the band for a while Playing guitar Warren
0: Haynes Yeah and Jack Pearson and Derek Trucks.
3: Yeah,
2: Warren Haynes definitely during the rebirth. Oh wait, there hold on. The, Jimmy the
0: H- Jimmy Herring was there for one year.
2: Jimmy Herring, widespread panic, aquarium rescue unit. This guy's yeah. a stud.
0: Did you know that excellent Derek band Trucks, by the
2: way? Wide, widespread panic and aquarium rescue unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Colonel
0: Bruce. Did you know that Derek Trucks was there for fifteen years? Yeah, I
2: did. Oh, Yeah, I did. He was a mainstay and a, and a brother.
0: long fucking time. That's you know right. and. and Playing with the Derek Trucks band with with his wife. Yeah, I mean
2: that's a great band. Tedeschi Trucks. Yeah, yeah, they're a really good band, mm-hmm. and they're going to probably be they're going to be on our show. Uh, oh. They're not they're not siblings necessarily, but they are married. Yes, but, that's it's also right. important to
3: to mention that Dwayne Allman at one point I think two thousand three was number two behind Jimi Hendrix
2: as um, rated as the best guitarist of all time. Wow, number two. And that was crazy. in two thousand three. See, and it proves you don't have to have a long body of work you just have to be brilliant while you're making it no yeah. and he's another example of a band leader as a guitarist mm-hmm. what
3: you can do as a band leader that that sound is is uh, entirely his own but it's he, he runs that band when he was there
0: so let's talk about skinner
3: let's talk about skinner nothing fancy whiskey Rockarola. is that their third
2: album nothing fancy
3: um, fourth maybe might be third you okay. may have got me i know second helping would be second yeah that's that's
2: the easy one <laughs> right um but then the, then
3: it gets a little bit
2: iffy. it would guess and that's why i was wondering if like i I've, i look at a couple of their albums i'm like i don't even recognize any songs from like two albums in a row in the middle and then they started to pull some more stuff together the last couple albums right
3: but. And that's Rosington Collins. Um, it's a it, that's a great twin guitar sound before Steve Gaines really really gets in there with Street Survivors, right before the plane crash, the fateful plane crash. So that's also um, just another example of two excellent guitar players uh, on either side of an excellent frontman. It is. It's Southern rock thing. Yep.
0: Oh, yeah. That is Jeff Tate.
2: Saved Saturday at 9 God, 80s PM. production is so fucking <laughs> cheesy.
0: <laughs> Jeff Tate with Screens Queensryche. Great song. Uh, we started with Blind Melon Change, uh, which is a uh, very personal song for me uh, because it's for a uh, buddy, Travis Morgan, who passed away and uh told me what he thought about the song and uh so some of the lyrics in that song is and as we all play our parts tomorrow lord know some ways we work and other ways we play but i know we can't all stay here forever so i'm gonna write my words on the face of today and then they'll paint it so travis morgan love you uh the the cool thing about what they what he says shannon Hoon says here and is not always true is he says and then they'll paint it which makes me think i write my face on the my write my words on the face of today and then they'll paint it so it's blank and everybody forgets but i don't believe that with shannon hoon i don't believe that because they didn't paint it he wrote his words on the face of today and they're still there people know who shannon hoon is people love him still same with travis morgan his words on the face of today have carried through and is and and it carries on forever, so um, it it's a sad thing that Shannon Hoon wrote here, but I think he proves that it's not true that you know they you, you don't always paint it. If you can make a good uh, statement in life, then it can't be painted over.
2: It's true, but it's also a little ominous. I mean, it's like yes, you know, he knew he was by the time he wrote that song, he was dancing with the devil. Yep. So. It's not shocking that it ends up being a premonition, but I mean, they never really achieved. I mean, obviously they had that huge hit, um, so they were a known band, but they could have achieved so much more. Uh, You know, some of their best material came out after that.
3: Yes, totally. Yeah, actually, some of their best material actually is Shannon Hoon's propensity to videotape his entire life. Hmm. Uh, There's a movie called All I Can Say, if you can go find it, which basically from before he moved to LA to that fateful day in New Orleans... He basically videotaped his entire life. It's really, really fascinating watch if you get a chance. That's cool. Um, and Blind Melon, of course, if you're familiar with Cheech and Chong, that's where the name comes from. Blind Melon Chitlin, which is a skit from Cheech and Chong.
0: <laughs> so
3: whenever I think of that, I, <laughs> I was. I did think, not know that. I know. I was thinking of that I skit. I didn't either. It's hilarious. A skit, that's awesome. if you get a chance to listen to that. Nice. Um, and that's also an example of acoustic guitar and Mando with Thorne and Stevens, uh, which points out. You know, the two guitar attack doesn't always have to be
2: sonically infused. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it can you can be acoustic and be yeah, yeah. just as powerful. And it really is. It's
0: all about creativity. One hundred percent. So after Blind Melon, we heard last last exit, um, the opening song from their third album, Vitality. Uh, just like. Uh, astro said about southern harmony where that album starts and you're like oh fucking yeah i can't wait to hear the rest of this album that's what vitalogy did for me when they started off with, with last exit i was like sweet they did not mellow out they did not screw anything up and they're they're coming at it and and uh that's what they did vitalogy was a great album
2: well it's funny you say that because i had this exact same feeling when verses came out because similarly to uh the black crows the first song I heard was "Animal." Yep. Before there was a video, there was no single release, nothing. Pearl Jam just came on some award show and they just played "Animal" and nobody ever heard it before. And everybody like, "Oh, it's a new song." It off was their Saturday new album. Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And then similarly, it was "Go." Then I, f- no, no, they played "Animal." And then okay. I, then then I put on the album, and I heard "Go," and yeah. I was like, "Holy shit, this is gonna work!" Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's Stone, a great
2: Stone Gossard and McCready, excellent
3: twin guitars as well. Still going. Um, yeah. It's important to point out that that is another um, excellent example of two twin guitars. Yeah, yeah. and he's the, the
0: main writer, and he's the rhythm guitar player. Uh, Mike McCready is, uh, I would say, one of the underrated lead guitar players of our generation. I would agree with that 100%.
3: He's, a very, he's an excellent lead, guitar, lead guitarist. I
0: mean, he was lead on Temple of the Dog, which was one of the great albums of the entire genre. Yep. He played on um, Mad Season right. with some incredible, incredible guitar solos. Yep. Uh, I, I think Reach Down is one of the best guitar solos that Mike McCready ever did on Temple of the Dog. Yeah. And he continues to just rip I mean he's he's the man
2: well, I mean, I think there's there's this one kind of goes right into what we were talking about earlier where sometimes that lead guitar player isn't necessarily going to be the primary songwriter. they're an excellent performer and you know he's an, a great guitarist clearly mm-hmm. but stone, you know he doesn't have too many flashy solos, but he writes a lot of the songs with Eddie and a lot writes a lot of the songs on his own too yep. An excellent, an excellent riffmeister as well. Totally. Yes, of course. And one last shout-out, uh, our friends, the Wilkinsons, yes. uh, who are in here. Uh, I'm not sure if Steph is how far behind uh, Mark she is, but I, I noticed that Mark just hit his 150th Pearl Jam show.
0: Wow. They're in Paris right now.
2: They're in Paris, at Lollapalooza Paris, because yeah. Pearl Jam's there.
0: Yeah, they were in uh, Oslo last week.
2: Right. Man. Nice life.
0: No kids. <laughs> grass
4: is,
2: grass hey, congrats up, man. 150 on tour, no shows. Kids. 150 shows. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh,
0: and after that we heard Queen's Reich. So yeah, Queen's Reich is we talked about the band Queens Reich and where they fit into genres during yeah. the during the break. And it's like it's a pretty interesting conversation because they're they're metal, yet they had hits because they didn't cross the, the metal line where it was too Uh, just too much. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, unaccessible.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jeff Tate's voice is operatic, but he never screams and gets like, he never crosses the line. No, he
2: was more like a a plant type of singer than Mm -hmm. like a, uh, uh, what am I thinking? Uh, Iron Maiden. uh, Steve Harris? Oh, no, that's the bass player. Bruce Dickinson. Bruce Dickinson, Dickinson, yes, of course. Um, No, but the the, the thing that's interesting about that is... uh, uh, I lost it. Forget it. <laughs> well, no, we, oh. what we were talking about was, was that it's a Seattle band, and most
3: people forget that. They are a Seattle band, but they came along at a time before Seattle was basically Grunge. the mecca of the, right. of the musical world. Right. And as a result, they kind
2: of fall on one side of that you They're, know, that they're
0: too metal. They're too They're too melodic.
2: But I mean, that's the thing. Like I remember like probably their biggest hit was Silent Lucidity, which basically sounds like a pink floyd song yeah. it sounds like it sounds like comfortably numb to start off
3: yeah um which that, is that was their, their yeah, that's definitely ballad. one of those <laughs> that's definitely one of those things you hear at every guitar shop in the early 90s someone, yeah. was, <laughs> someone <laughs> would go over to the spanish guitars you and you accidentally
0: start. put hit your elbow right. on the kid's head You're like right oh, sorry dude <laughs> 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 no but uh rake uh they put out a lot of albums they continued playing they had a lot of success. Um, and, uh, what are their guitarist names?
3: Whip Wilton is the one that's, um, the one that everyone knows. And of course, uh, Chris DeGromo is another one, Mm -hmm. but Whip Wilton is widely recognized as a shredder, as they say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, love Queensryche. Uh, all right. So you let's jump into some eighties, baby. Yes.
5: They talk so many goddamn ways, it's all Greek to me. Well, some say I'm lazy, mm-hmm. and others say that's just me. Some say I'm crazy, I guess I'll.
1: woman sure
6: Oh. She turns out the light But it's too late Too late
3: Too late for love. Def Leppard. Twin guitars. Phil Collin and Steve Clark. Those are the two you got to go with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. There are a
2: couple other choices, but those are the two. Yeah, Pete Willis. Not so much. No. And uh, Adrian. Right, Adrian's his name. Adrian Vandenberg. Uh, Vivian Campbell. Vivian. Oh, v- yes, yeah, I okay. knew it was a girl's name. Right. Sorry. Yeah. No, I, me, get but, but, <laughs> I get
0: I get cross between Adrian Campbell and Vivian. I mean Adrian Vandenberg it, and Vivian Campbell. I
3: thought say Adrian Ballou and Vivian Campbell. No. But you it, you do give those. Pete Willis his his his, uh, his due though, because he did put out some good stuff. Rock Brigade, uh, there is some good Def Leppard with him, but without question, mm. the most successful stuff comes with Colin and Clark. Mm. Absolutely. And so that's Too Late for Love by Def Leppard. Which um, someone might be going to see at some point.
0: I'm definitely going to see them again. Uh,
3: Prosty's going to see
0: yes, them. Yes, I see them every time they come around.
2: I've never seen a full Def Leppard concert. I did see get that. I saw them get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. I protested that a little bit. I don't think they quite deserved it, but interesting. You know, it was yeah. it was it was good. You know, they played a few songs that were pretty good, and they played "Pour Some Sugar on Me" too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Which yeah, for, I agree. Which
2: speaks for, for itself.
0: Yeah. Uh, and So
2: in the middle, before we did Def Leppard,
3: we had um, White Snake.
0: Ding 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 ding! It's time for White Snake trivia. Oh, all right, Snake all Snake right. Uh, I didn't tell you guys we're gonna do this, so we're gonna do it anyways. Okay. <laughs> all right, um, Clem. Yes. How many? Uh, I'm sorry. Let's go with this. What year? did White Snake start? I want you to give a year, and then Astro, I want you to go over or
3: under. I will give the year
2: 1978. That's the year I was thinking, but I think this is a trick question, because if I recall, David Coverdale released a solo album entitled White Snake. This
3: is yes. not a White Snake album. That's what I was going with,
2: was that it's a song called White Snake. Off no, the this solo. is the band
0: White Snake.
3: Oh, so he wasn't
2: That's the other shit. Okay, no, that's not tri- that's not fuck the other shit. This is David Coverdale, who released an album called White Snake and then the next that's album not my was White Snake. Well, well, my question is song called White Snake. My Office question first is the band. Can, first album.
0: Stop yapping. Okay, so. <laughs> and answer the fucking question.
2: 78. Uh, I was going to say 78. I am going to say uh before then since I have to you pick over under? or under, yeah.
0: Uh the answer is 1979. Uh, uh. You guys are close. You guys are close. Uh, okay.
3: I do you know where the name Whitesnake comes from. For more back at your ass trivia, Procy. I do not know. Whitesnake refers to David Coverdale's junk.
2: <laughs> I would have guessed that if I had to.
0: I would have said penis, but not. I wouldn't have guessed his because I've never seen it.
2: Right, but that's you would have guessed it's white, though, right? <laughs> that's apparently that's apparently where
3: the name comes from, or that's what he tells people. That's where mm-hmm. the name came from. But as, they, as Astrid made,
2: said, there is a song called White Snake off his solo album. He explains nice. them that's what it is, and then he puts his hand on their head and just pushes her down. <laughs> <laughs> have a closer look. Nice, right? And Astro.
0: Yes. How many guitarists have has White Snake had? Oh. You pick the number, hmm. and Clem gives the over under.
3: Jesus Christ. Over, over, <laughs> over, over or under. You can you, you push
4: too,
2: obviously. i see. Over or under the number, I don't give a shit. Uh, uh, let me see. I'm going to say eight. Eight. It's got to be more than that. It has to be. It has to be.
3: I mean, the original ones are Moody and Marsden. That's the classic lineup when you think of White Whitesnake with Tommy Aldridge playing drums. But we're
2: talking about guitarists, not like know, bass I'm, players. I
3: know. just guitarists. I'm, I'm going to say. Not bass. It's got to be more than eight. It has to be.
0: The answer is twelve. Ah, oh, okay. right. Now, for the final question, Clem. <laughs> yes. How many members has White Snake had since 1979? Total,
2: including all the junk that he's touring with now, 430. <laughs> <laughs> One dollar, Bob. You might want to take the over. You,
3: you might no, seriously. Seriously, seriously. I, I'm going to say probably 30.
2: 30? It's probably a whole page.
3: 30. Okay.
2: Um, Oh man I'm going to say under I think it's going to be The high 20s Not under by much
0: The answer is 37 Son of a bitch
4: <laughs> I'm <telling> you dude. <laughs> Isn't that crazy Fucking well, David Coverdale well, Can't this, keep his white snake In his pants <laughs> yes, sir, and this is his, The last
3: time we'll see him Is at Hampton Beach On August 17th so Nice That's going to be a good that's show That's his farewell If he makes it to that If show. he makes it He's yeah. basically canceled All the shows Oh like, really I didn't yeah, know that The cancellations have begun In earnest But we, we, we hold on hope
2: that he'll make it to the Hampton Beach Casino. Well, if he's going to make it anywhere in the U.S., he should be making it to Hampton Beach. I think he will.
0: Nice. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for uh, White Snake Trivia. Uh, we are all losers tonight, but that's okay. We still love you. <laughs> and we uh,
3: started off
2: with uh, Guns N' Roses. Yes. Any thoughts on that? Anyone I would have picked a different song From that album Not because I have an issue With the song Just because My favorite Guns N' Roses song Is on that album What is that Move to the city Ah really Yeah That's a good
0: one Nice I wanted to play that Because What do we say to FM
2: F.U. to F.M. That's right. Call them faggots. <laughs> what it would do? <we> do?
0: <laughs> nice. No? Uh, yes, I wanted, to, I wanted to say F.U. to F.M. and I want to prove to the world that we do what we want to do here and that's why you listen to us because we, we build our own shows. We play what we want to play. We play the songs that might be a little racy or whatever but, you know, it's a great song and most people can only hear it when they go back into their collection and find it and press play. Yeah, it's play. been scrubbed. So you're welcome.
3: Yeah, and you know, another thing, Izzy Stralin, we are talking earlier about band
2: members who were band yes. leaders. Yeah. Yes. He's another excellent example of a yes. predominant songwriter. Yeah, I mean, once he left the band midway through uh, Use Your Illusion, I mean, you saw when their next album came out, and I'm not talking about Spaghetti Incident, which was all covers. Right. Which yeah. was actually underrated and pretty good, too. As I got older and I It learned... only took 13 years to actually get in the can, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was the new one? Chinese Democracy? Chinese Democracy. When you say new, you meant from 2008? Right. So okay. a new, yeah, he's
0: right. I remember like hearing that <laughs> Chinese democracy was coming out and like they released the name of the album and everyone's like, Oh, Chinese democracy is coming out. And then if you didn't know it was like, what you don't know, oh, you must not be a G- uh, guns N' roses fan, you know? And then it never came out and well, I was like,
2: fuck, I think the joke was like, okay, what's going to come out first, this album or democracy in China, <laughs> right? It was a running joke. It which, was, which was going to happen first.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah. Nice. All right. Let's jump back into like the seventies and that kind of era.
2: rob halford and uh judas priest with exciter
0: dude that was great you got pretty high on that. i know you
2: did yeah i get pretty high i I thought maybe he was in the room (laughs) uh prior to that we had avenge sevenfold doing backcountry and acdc doing flick the switch oh good stuff that was a good block right there yeah stripping across the 70s all the way to the 2000s yeah definitely
3: uh so let's start with uh let's start with as it as they progressed
2: acdc flick of the switch thoughts on that anyone uh, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, it's not one of my favorite AC/DC songs. I'll admit that. I mean,
0: I I think Angus McDonald is the 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 guy who's known. Right? <laughs> Angus McDonald. I mean Angus Young. <laughs> Angus I thought Mac- you were actually he is making right. a he is
4: joke. He's very well known,
3: Angus
2: McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Had a farm.
0: Angus McDonald was a... a <laughs> yeah, farm. He was a guy in my <laughs> and high school. Had a few singers,
2: E-I-E-I-O.
0: He, he was a guy in my high school. He was <laughs> right. like one year older than me. And it's it just like whenever I hear the word Angus, the word McDonald.
2: I just think of beef. I know, I do too.
3: Where's the beef? I think of the beef.
0: Uh, Angus Young is the guy who uh, is the known guy. Right. Malcolm
3: Malcolm is the one, uh, another Another example of right. an integral part of that sound. You don't get that, that chugga-chugga-chunking sound without
2: Malcolm. Well, the thing yeah. about ac that and they, he's they, not
0: dancing around the stage and right. like cut off.
4: But Malcolm Wright,
2: he's as every much a songwriter for that band as uh, as Angus is, if not probably even more. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, the one thing about ACDC, man, they're they're great, but they have never progressed ever, and they've purposely done that. Like, yeah. they're not looking to do anything different than they've no. been doing. They just wanted to produce more of the same. That is good and people love it. Nary, and, uh, nary a drum fill anywhere in any, AC, a, any yeah. ACDC catalog. Unnecessary. Oh It's wow. not their thing. I never thought of that. That's mm. that's interesting. There's no right. drum fills in any of their songs. I never knew that, wow. but I, I I believe you. I wouldn't even listen for it. I'm just gonna take that as fact. It's a it's
0: a sound that you when you like it. It's like chocolate. Like chocolate is always chocolate, right? And it's always yummy. And you order chocolate, and you no matter what, you know it's going to taste like chocolate.
2: But you're you not. You don't
0: want a new chocolate. You want chocolate to <laughs>
2: taste like chocolate. But you're not always sure just how much cacao is going to be involved in your chocolate.
0: Yeah, well, that's like ECDC. I mean, maybe they'll be a little faster, a little slower, whatever. But it's going to taste like cacao. Right. Yeah. There, there's you know? there's going to be. And you don't rips. want it to. You don't order chocolate and have it taste
3: like strawberry. Right. I mean, you're right. you're going to get very little in the way of rock and roll, ain't noise pollution, or ride on. It's mostly oh. going to be things that are chugging along at a decent clip yeah, with no drum fills.
0: Oh, we got a text here. Uh, harmonic Headspace, I love you guys. Love your show. Uh, Astro is so smart. It's so cool to hear. Clem can't wait for his show. But Prosty, you sound like the best looking one of them all. That's my wife. Kay yeah. Preston. Nice! Uh,
3: Kelly
2: Preston? Oh, we were
0: dear. just talking about yeah. Kelly Preston. Isn't she a hot chick? She's, Remember we were just talking she's about? She's setting theons
3: what? to what? your text. We were talking about Kelly Preston we and Tawny Katane. We, right? You, yeah, in, in the, the break, dead break hot there. chicks. That's you right, that hot chicks. And she's calling from the other side. That's oh, amazing. My, she's texting through her that theon raise. Yes. Wow. Traveling time. Wow.
0: Yeah, you're right, you're right Miss Preston. Wow. I am, but... I digress.
3: Yeah, you, you better, because that's a dead girl <laughs> that's that's texting. Colin, didn't I tell you we were getting texts
2: tonight? You did. All right, we do. Okay. We
0: get them every night. <laughs> uh, Avenged so in, Sevenfold. Yeah. That's the first time I heard, about the, uh, heard oh, them. Love missing Avenge uh, Sevenfold. I've uh, heard that song, and it sounded like 80s.
2: I've heard that song before. I've definitely yeah. heard that. Probably like on Madden or like some video game. I definitely have okay, heard that song. I don't song. like to hear that. That bothers me so much. I'll just be <laughs> honest with you. No,
3: I, I understand. I just, that's not what they, I know they it is.
2: They get paid for it, though.
3: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I just, uh, it reminds me of Halloween, early 2000s. The first time I heard it, they broke it on Fordham University voice. And it, I actually had to pull over. I couldn't believe the drum sound. And uh, M. Shadows playing, I mean, lead singer is just. A very, very, very talented guy. And also, twin guitar is very important. Zachy Vengeance and uh, Sinister Gates on guitar. Their names Excellent. are Vengeance and, and Sinister, for real? M. Shadows, Sinister
2: Gates, and Zacky Vengeance. Oh, my yeah. God. Do they wear masks? And they don't have to. They're just too cool for that. Ah oh, man. I love the ni- the early two thousand shtick. That's right.
0: The thing I liked about this, though, was yeah. it, we, we talk about twin guitarists. So the show isn't really about twin guitarists, it's about two great guitarists. But when I heard this, I heard two guitarists playing like solos, intertwining of each other yeah and that's that's what i love like that's what the alma brothers do and that's that's what i i think is like the epitome of that twin guitar is when they when they can play solos intertwined when they can write music that like fits into each other not just one guy's playing rhythm one guy soloing
3: right absolutely and that's a big part of the song and that song backcountry was inspired by the uh, scene in fear and loathing where there's bats attacking Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> sort of. And uh, <laughs> right. As far as they're concerned, there's bad. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Laszlo and Hunter. Great movie. Johnny Depp. Great book as well. Yep. Benicio. And then. Yeah. Bruce. Benicio del Toro. Is right. I forgot about him. Oh, man. And then we had Priest. Yes. So it, here's
0: another Exciter. thing. where I hadn't realized uh, how Priest had evolved um, and a while ago I heard some more priest, and I was like, who is this? This is awesome. And I looked into it, and it was priest. Um, and I was like, wow, I had no idea how much they had progressed after hearing, like, we don't need no parental guidance and right. whatever that other one was they had.
3: Yeah, they, they definitely, well, there's a middle part of priest where um, after that first wave of British heavy metal where they got a little more pablum in terms of the metal world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they got deep. And then they kind of uh, return back to some of their their more metal
2: um, leanings. Well, I mean, uh, they did that purposefully. I mean, Rob was trying yes. to express himself a little differently. I mean, he was one of the earliest... Openly gay men in rock and roll and, and metal. And it's always funny to see interviews with him. And in retrospect, it's like, he's, he's, he's like, guys, I mean, did you see the leather and studs? I mean, <laughs> what did you think was going on here? Right. <laughs> I know, that is pretty funny.
0: They have a song called Painkiller that's just freaking phenomenal. Yeah,
3: excellent song. And um, that one off of stained glass, you can really hear Tipton and KK Downing, who are the twin guitars of Priest, really, really intertwining as well. Nice.
0: All right, uh, we are going to play three more. And uh, one of these, uh, I kind of like snuck in Iron Maiden because I was on this metal kick. Yeah, it's an audible. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I needed to play this. Here we go.
2: Right, that was Aerosmith with Three Mile Smile, the classic uh, two-guitar combo of Joe Perry and Brad Whitford. Mm, Love it. Night in the Ruts. Night in the Ruts, I love that album. Good Uh, LP. Much maligned and underrated. I agree. uh, Final album uh, with the original four guys before Joe and Brad left in the late 70s, early 80s to go do a lot of shitty solo (laughs) material. Right, just to come back and, and start it all over again right and actually you get even bigger than they were then mm-hmm. unfortunately slightly compromised but still you know making pretty good music for the 80s and 90s absolutely 100 on that and then you had in excess before that yeah don't change
3: yeah
0: that's a great in excess song and the reason i like it is it's so different than the stuff on what uh, that was an on kick right
3: no, no, that was yeah. off of... Um, Before Kick. Is that mm-hmm. Listen Like Thieves or... No, it's the last album, the X album.
2: Oh, that was on X? Yeah. Okay.
0: So it's it's not poppy. No. It's, it's, but it's in excess. You know, it's like I I can't like place it.
2: Well, I think they used to close their shows with that. Um, it's almost punk. Uh, like yeah. In excess another it's, one of those
3: bands that kind of fits into a bizarre sort of like amalgamation of... Um, because of the frontman, Hutchins was 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 very much like a teen idol. Right, they get much maligned, but musically, the Ferris Brothers, who play the guitars, are very very talented. Brother and, show and, and very hooky.
0: Yeah, and that, it was like a positive, fast vibe. You know, kind of like
2: it's, 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 like it's like like fast cure I, I, stuff. I, for me, you know? that 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 song reminds me more of like you too. Than yeah, in a little bit. Yeah. like a
0: cross between U two and the Cure for me.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that's this that sounds reasonable. Right? Yeah, and, and and I love when, that song. It's part of when they came
3: around. Is that sort of the end of uh, that second new wave, right? And mm. before grunge, the end of hair metal. They kind of fit in that weird sort of MTV generation. Yeah, I mean, they were around
2: for a while. I mean, they were around back in the early 80s, too. Yes. I mean, they obviously didn't hit big until uh Kick came in, but they yeah, had a couple of minor hits before then.
3: And would have kept going, I believe, if uh, yeah. if there wasn't a Suicide in 97 by a very talented lead singer.
2: 97?
3: Yeah, it was 97. Oh, my God. That's right. It seemed like so much closer. To Potential that. Suicide. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, right. Uh, and I heard another In Excess song. I don't know what the name of it was. At, at the campfire at Tracy Tree's house, like last weekend and she played it's an her favorite band and i was like play something i don't know and yeah. she played it and it was another song that was similar to this it was fast punky you know two cure type it wasn't anything i ever heard
3: Shabadoo, like, oh my Shabadoo. god yeah they had some good albums that, yeah. that came out and the other thing about in that people don't remember is that you know they started in 1977 and with the exception of their lead singer who who passed away 20 years into their tenure it's essentially the same band right with different lead singers they they haven't had a revolving door of musicians in mm-hmm. that band. Right. It's the Ferris Brothers
2: and Pengo who plays the sax and rhythm guitar. It's basically the same guys. Right. Well, did you ever see they had that uh, that that reality show, Rockstar Star in where they actually it was like a reality show, like a like a American Idol, but they were yeah. trying out different singers yeah. to to, no, remember to, that. to become the new lead singer of NXS. And it was yeah. the Dave band. Navarro
0: was the the host. Yeah. No, Dave, Navarro that.
2: was the host, and, and the other four guys in the band were you know they were there, and it was actually pretty entertaining. It was and, very cool. And that's how. I found out about Don't Change. Like, I saw, like, that was the one, like, everybody knew that was the song you had to be able to nail. So, like, every contestant who made it to, like, I don't know, the final four or whatever, all had to do a rendition of that. And they were all awesome. And, like, the bands, you know, one guy would come out and play with them. It was, you know, it was entertaining uh, network TV stuff, I guess. Yeah, definitely a
3: guilty pleasure at a time when In Excess wasn't really, um, uh, they were very popular. It wasn't good to like popular music at the time. Right.
0: Yeah. In Excess gets a lot of kudos and, and they get kudos, you know, um, rightfully because they had some hits. But the real reason they get kudos is because they had a lot of great shit other than the hits.
3: Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and then before that, we had Thin Lizzy, um, Bad Reputation. That was good. Why did you I, play I, Bad Reputation? Why didn't we play jailbreak? Why didn't we, jailbreak? why didn't we play Jailbreak? Why didn't we play The Boys oh, are Back very in Town? Nice. Come on, tell okay. me. So listen, the, during the when the music was playing, I was just very insistent that the problem is is that. Thin Lizzy doesn't really get their due because they play the same three Thin Lizzy songs. There's excellent stuff that's off off from their catalog, excellent twin guitar sound, seminal work from from a a three-year period, and you just don't hear it. And and Bad Reputation is a prime example of that. Why don't you hear it? Um, I'm not really sure. It's just not as accessible, perhaps. It wasn't, um, you know, we lost Lynette in 86, I believe. Um, Just never really never made much more headway from the, the music that you heard. So you have to introduce it on shows like this. So F
2: to FM. That's
0: right. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, That's I, what I was getting at. I, I know. <laughs> I, saw, I, I, was, I was
2: picking up what you were putting down. I, it took me a second. I, I've heard that uh, Thin Lizzy was better than just the few songs you've heard. And uh, I never really listened to much beyond those. Um, I never really sought those out either. I don't really like them that much. But this was a good song, man. And like, it I was get like very different. I have another buddy who who swears by them. I should probably check them out a little yeah, bit more.
3: Yeah, I mean, remember Phil Lynette, uh played bass and was one of the real original rock and roll casualties. Mm-hmm. He literally died of the rock and roll lifestyle, right? Like most people say that he literally did. His body
2: just shut down. Yeah, like Bon Scott was probably a few years before him, but yeah. not 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 many before that.
3: And the name Thin Lizzy, for those of you who are listening and wondering for little tidbits at the end of the show here. It's actually a takeoff of an old English uh, comic strip from called the Dandy and the character's name is Tin Lizzie, but because (laughs) of the Irish accent it comes out as Thin Lizzie and that's where the name comes from. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a the Robertson and Gorham are the two guitar players and Lynette and Robinson apparently did not like each other.
1: But really? for
3: three years, they've made excellent music. Check out their middle catalog. Three years? Yeah, seventy-five to seventy-nine. That's all you need. All nice. right, I like to hear that. Sweet.
0: And then we uh, we started off with Iron Maiden "Wasting Years." Wasting
2: that, years. That's the second Iron Maiden song we've played in I think a month on the show without ever playing any before. It's yes. pretty good.
0: Yes, and uh, they deserve it.
3: They deserve it. Yeah. You know. And you had some thoughts on Eddie that you wanted to impart
2: yeah yeah I mean, I mean the thing about you know, maiden is like you know they have that cool like for decades eddie, eddie. you know their mascot their guy their everything their pilot mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. and uh you know you always hear about kiss and like their marketing and how vicious gene is and mm-hmm. like just marketing everything and it's just it's kind of lame but the branding that iron maiden has done you know i'm sure it's done purposefully it's not accidental um, it's just so ubiquitous. You just you see Eddie, and you know it's Maiden. Like we were talking earlier, like yeah. you see the you don't even know the name of the album, but you know what Eddie looks like on the cover. Yeah, we were, we were right. talking. <laughs> we're like,
0: what album was it on? Was it on the one right. where he was He's like got, got a hood, cowboy or, or, hat right. on? He's got yeah. the gun. Um, right. which, the one gun? which one is yeah. it? And I, I, when I opened this up, I saw that this is the. Uh, Cover that I had as a door poster on my closet Nice
3: in high school Eddie's staring at you This
0: was like a perfect like time of my life where I was like listening and getting into music and learning all this shit and Iron Maiden was one of those bands who like influenced me in listening to music and Eddie was a brand yes. that I didn't even realize what brand meant. But
3: right. you know what I mean? Like Yeah, in the early years, Eddie was this giant paper mache sort of spinal tap thing that spewed fake blood. <laughs> um that's <laughs> yeah, how it but started. out We didn't out. see that. We no, saw these awesome album covers I with know. this
0: same character yes. and I
3: wanted to see the movie Derek Rex. Wa- you know what way. I mean? Derek Riggs is the artist behind right, Eddie, yeah. so give him I a shout out. I want
0: to see like ten, like episodes of Eddie going through like
3: I know, whatever he, sh- he does. He should have his own like sitcom or like, co- like sitcom. Cart-
2: I mean, cartoon show. You know, what yeah. I mean? no, it should be a sitcom. That'd be hilarious. It should yeah. be
0: like like the boys right. where he's going just like cutting people in half.
2: Well, I'm telling you, I bet <laughs> I bet you if you look out there, there's minimally. Uh, like comic book Graphic novel stuff But there's probably Animation I bet yeah, there is I think there is But I mean
3: it would be funny If it was in, in a comic vein Where you know Eddie's at the supermarket And he can't get produce And you just hear Wasted years in the background Yeah Exactly <laughs> right
2: Like, like so Eddie's Like getting a manicure He's right. like oh you know I'm Going to the beach no, later Right he's in the elevator And it's like <laughs> Run to the hills on, Like elevator version Is, is, is on in there that, that would be One funny
0: take But right. I want to see What he is all about He's not He's about being mean He's he's about like, he's
2: about getting his nails done and get, and, and picking no. up his dog's poop when they go for a walk. Man, I want right. to see he's an, an, an all movie. The mundane. The mundane. I want to see a movie about what he's <laughs> really about. Uh, we or, just told you, dude. I know no, that's what it is. He's trying. He's, like, he's, he's trying to stay regular like any sixty right. year old right. guy. Trying,
3: he's trying to fish something out of, the, out of the sink right now while we're talking. and He's like muttering. I hope Eddie visits you in your. Sleep he's like tonight. if I only oh, had fingertips.
0: God damn it! I hope he wakes you up tonight. Oh, I hope so. too, <laughs> uh, but that brand is fucking unbelievable, and what a great thing that they did in in addition to their music bringing that like derek R- derek riggs
3: yeah derek riggs is the, is the it, artist yeah
0: bringing that art into like yes. the
3: the pool of whatever yeah, it took on do, its own I mean? life definitely yeah and that brand and that show is um and that whole thing is an important thing and you know what else is a really great show is Harmonic headspace i just want to take a minute <laughs> you. yeah i just want to take a minute to say uh thanks uh to you guys because this was just a. Uh, this was a real blast, and I appreciate it. I hope I come back. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. fun. Thanks for coming. Thanks, man. Yeah, I,
0: I hope you have a show that we can come on. Exactly. And you can always come on this show. You oh, know I that. I appreciate it, dude. I, I love and to hear that. Yeah, let's spread the love, man. Yeah, okay. we have,
2: what, three empty seats every single week? That's right. i take one. Okay. We do, yeah. You guys are awesome.
0: So that's Harmonic Headspace for Twin this week.
3: guitars for those of you who are cataloging Twin. Harmonic Headspace. Yes. headspace the twin guitar sound
0: twin guitars so we hope this was the icing to the cake that is your weekend i did not fuck this up not that time not that time uh <laughs> and we hope you have a great week peace later
1: of a large automobile and you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife and you may ask yourself